are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locks on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos and my graphic design. Today, we got AZ Central D-backs beat writer Nick Piccaro on the podcast today. We're talking about today's game, early season takeaways, Carson Kelly, Eduardo Escobar, Luke Weaver, Madison Bumgarner. We're talking a whole lot. Probably won't hear it all on today's pod. You're here. You'll hear half the conversation on today's pod. Come back tomorrow to hear the rest of the conversation. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this Sunday after the D-backs win against the Atlanta Braves. I'll be going live on the Locker Room app. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, let's get into that conversation with AZ Central D-backs beat writer Nick Picaro. All right, Locked On Diamondbacks fans, we got a brand new guest. We're trying to get all the D-backs beat writers on the pod. And today we got Nick Picaro of AZ Central Sports. Nick, say what's up to the Locked On listeners. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate it, Nick. Always love talking baseball. Always love having a guest on. It's a lot better doing these pods when you have someone just to bounce off with. I mean, I'm trying to talk every day out here. So it's always uh, a lot more fun when you have someone to talk with and there was a, a pretty fun game today with the D-backs and Cincinnati Reds. The D-backs, surprisingly, got a sweep. I actually called the sweep. I said if Zach Allen, Taylor Widener were going to pitch good, all we needed was Merrill Kelly to come through, and I guess he sort of kind of did that in his most recent start. But, hey, D-backs pull out the win, but it was kind of a wild one today. Taylor Widener started off the game with a home run allowed. Then he started cruising over the next five innings. Then that sixth inning, he gave up a, a couple home runs. Then all of a sudden, the lead was gone. Bullpens on both sides, just horrific. Well, what were your takeaways from today's game? Because that was a roller coaster of a game today. Yeah, really the whole series, right? I mean, it was just a, just such a strange series. I think it kind of felt to me like one of those series where the Reds really beat themselves and the Diamondbacks uh, played kind of, I guess, fundamentally sound enough to to come away with, with wins. I mean, uh, that game on Tuesday night with the rain, um, you know, they coughed up a late lead, um, issued a bunch of walks and the Diamondbacks kind of took what they gave them. Um, then on Wednesday night, you know, you had the, well, let's see, I'm trying to think of how it all played out. Well, they had, they had, they were getting dominated for eight innings yeah. and then, uh, you know, a couple of walks in the van meter Homer. And then the Reds made a couple of big mistakes, you know, probably the most costly was that base running mistake on that ball that Calhoun hit. Uh, Mark Payton just slowed up around second base. He scores if he, if he runs hard the whole way. And then today it was just like, I think it was eight walks. I mean, the Dimebacks were drawing a lot of walks throughout the whole, the whole series. I think it's a really encouraging sign for the offense to see that, that they're, uh, you know, taking really patient at bats, um, working counts, you know, getting guys on base. That's 
stuff they didn't do as well last year. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's really good to see. I do want to say like, though, it's, you have to kind of take a bit of a, of a cautious outlook on it for me though, just because the reds <laughs> looked like such a bad team, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to get too excited about the diamondbacks for kind of, um, you know, kind of taking care of business against a bad team, so to speak. Yeah. And Hey, the D-backs are not a great team by any sense of the word. So whenever they get a dub, whenever they can get a series win, I mean, I'm going to be pretty happy uh, for the team. I mean, Taylor Widener basically had his worst start uh, this season. And still, I mean, outside of that sixth inning, he looked pretty good out there on the mound. Of course, he gave up three home runs today, which you don't want to see. But offense came through late. The offense has been pretty good in the clutch recently. Uh, they seem to heat up later in the game when they really go against the bullpens of teams. So I, I was impressed today by the offense. Uh, extra innings, scoring a, a bunch of runs and extras. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty good series for the D-backs. Offensively, could still use that complete effort from both the starters and relievers. We, it doesn't really seem like we get a lot of, uh, of those games where we get a complete effort from both sides. So hopefully that works out in the future. And who's the who's the next series? I haven't looked at the schedule. Who do the D-backs play next? They go to Atlanta for three games. So that could be a tough series. The Braves are a little banged up. So, I mean, we'll see if Acuna plays. Um, he's been battling a... Uh, I think it was like an abdominal issue. Um, and uh, they're without Max Freed, who is their best pitcher from last year. So it's a good time to catch the Braves, it seems like. Uh, we'll see if Acuna's in the lineup. He might be. If he is, it obviously changes everything. Yeah, I mean, that man, Acuna, I, I know this season he's been basically on a Mike Trout level tear, maybe even greater than yeah. that. That dude has been uh, just crushing it this year. And, and I'm not sure how far along Ketel Marte is, but it was a 10 day injured list stint. So maybe he can come back for the tail end of it. You could probably tell me more about that later on the pod, but we'll, we'll see what Ketel Marte. Hopefully we get him back pretty soon because that dude was crushing it too, to begin the year. But I want to, you know, transition a little bit in the pod and just kind of ask you so far, we're about 19 games in the D backs are nine and 10 only have one less win than the San Diego Padres, which is kind of crazy to think about. Of course, still early in the season, we've got over a hundred games left, but what has been two or three early takeaways that you have from this team? And we could kind of go through them if you want to. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess, I guess the, the one that, that you have to start with, that's, that's kind of the most concerning is, is Madison Bumgarner. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate. It looks like his stuff is a little bit better than it was last year. Um, he's throwing a little bit harder, uh, than, than he, than he was for most of, of, you know, the, the shortened season last year, but he's not getting a whole lot better results. So, I mean, that's, that's alarming, especially for a guy that they've, that they owe, you know, $78 million or some crazy number like that over the next three plus years. Um, it, it's, uh, it makes you wonder what this deal is going to look like going forward. I mean, when you, when you sign these, these big contracts, you know, these, these free agents to big contracts like this for aging, aging players, you're hoping that the front end of the deal is the more predictable part, right? You're hoping that, well, you'll get great performance early on and you might have to pay for a little bit of a, of a penalty, so to speak at the end when they get older and, and less productive. And, you know, that, that hasn't happened at all here. They're not getting what they thought they were going to get at the early part of the deal. Um, I guess, you know, you mentioned Cattell. Um, I, I guess that's another takeaway. Uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate that he got hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and it was only five games or something before he did six games. I forget. 
but he looked so good. Um, he looked so good. He, he looked a lot better than he did last year. Um, he just looked a lot like the guy that he was a couple of years ago. And that's a huge development for the Diamondbacks. I know he's down. Um, and that's always a concern. Even when they come back, you know, it can take guys a long time to, to kind of, you know, get back into the, into the swing of things, get their timing down, um, you know, kind of just get comfortable again at the plate. Um, but the fact that it's like still in there, that like guy that finished in the top five in the MVP race, a couple of years ago, the fact that it's, that it's there, uh, that we didn't see it hardly at all last year. It made you wonder. Um, but that's really encouraging. Um, that's probably the the most encouraging thing that, that I've seen this season. Um, there there's other good things, but those are probably the two biggest ones for me. You'll hear that rest of the conversation between Nick and I, but first I want to talk to you about locker room because locker room the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you in the Locker Room app for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room this Sunday after the D-backs win. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me, at Miller Thomas, first name, last name, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this Sunday after the D-backs win. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain store front. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th to May 1st. Let's get back to that combo between Nick and I. 
Yeah, Ketel Marte. I mean, my fantasy team knows because I drafted Ketel Marte. It needs him <laughs> desperately because my yeah. my scoring in fantasy so far has taken a, it's taken a bit of a beating ever since Ketel Marte went down. And he's definitely looking like that MVP form that we saw in 2019. It's already matches home run total from last season, uh, just like Eduardo Escobar, who's already surpassed that home run total as well. So I think for a lot of these D-backs, they're getting bounce back seasons that they desperately needed after that 2020 year. But like you said, with Bumgarner, man, I, I just don't know what to do with that kind of contract. And I kind of brought up maybe a, a possibility that the D-backs could do. Maybe you could tell me more about this if you think it's plausible or not. But I said, what about going to a six-man rotation? Do you think that would be something the D-backs ever consider? You would just spread out the days between your mass and Bumgarner starts, which I think will help. And then also you could throw in a guy like Riley Smith, who I think has real potential as a starter, at least for this season. Do you think the D-backs will ever go that route? Or even another couple possibilities? I don't know what the D-backs are yeah. feeling, but maybe bullpen? Would you ever do that with Bumgarner? It might be too That's early to do that. I mean, especially to, with that contract yeah to answer that first part or the, the the second part first um no i don't i don't think that the bullpen right now makes a, a lot of sense it's just a guy of such stature and such accomplishment and still isn't like it's not like he's 37 years old at the very end of his career or anything um i i, I think it's just too quick to pull the plug on that sort of thing um and you just don't know how he would handle it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that, that that would be a, the sort of move that would be well received by him. Um, and again, like you've got this long re- relationship with him, you know, going, going through the next, you know, this year and three more, uh, you know, they, they, they really don't in my mind have much choice, but to keep running him out there. Um, if it if it continues to be as bad as it was the first few outings, it was better the last time. Well, yeah. Let's let's be sure. But um, you know, maybe they'll have to figure something out. Maybe that's throwing him on the injured list and and giving him some time to kind of work behind the scenes and, and figure it out. Um, but uh what was the other question about oh a six man rotation? Yeah, six they've man. they've been reluctant to do that in the past, um, because they talk about I just had a bug flying in my mouth outside <laughs> here on the patio. Um, they talk about um, having like, if there's an off day, mm-hmm. instead of guys having like the regular four days between starts, then all of a sudden in a six man rotation, you're getting six days between starts. It's just like, do you really want to, as much as you're, you're trying to limit in your scenario, I guess, how often you're giving the ball to Bumgarner, you're, yeah. you're also limiting how often you give it to Gallon. And you want to give the ball to Gallon as often as possible. That's a good. So, point. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. That doesn't seem like a thing they've considered. Okay. Well, I guess the last option, which would be like pull the fire alarm, you know, last resort. What if you went the Bobby Bonilla way and you bought out his contract and just paid it over 30 years, something ridiculous, do something crazy with that contract? Maybe not this season, but if you're two, three years in, could you just buy out the last two years of his contract? I know that doesn't really happen a lot in baseball. Yeah, I don't think it happens at all. I think you're just, they have guaranteed contracts in baseball. You're just on the hook. Um, If you release him, you pay him and he goes play somewhere else. I, I don't think that the union would, would allow that sort of thing to happen to, for a guy to negotiate a buyout because it, it just sets a bad precedent for other, for other deals. Um, they, they just believe that a guarantee is a guarantee. And I mean, if, if they have the strength in the union to, to make that happen, they might as well. Right. Yeah. So 
one early takeaway that I've had, which is kind of the reverse of Madison Bumgarner, is a guy who we already talked about in the first segment, Taylor Widener. That guy has been a godsend for this rotation, honestly, with Zach Gallen on the bump early in the season, the struggles of Bumgarner and Merrill Kelly. Taylor Widener, right now, I was surprised to see him give up four earned runs today because he's basically been an ace of the staff. And I was ready to send out my Cy Young tweets before he gave up those two <laughs> home runs in the sixth inning today. So how, how, where did this guy come from, honestly? I know he was acquired in the 2018 three-team deal with the Rays and Yankees, but he, he just really came on the scene this year. He was kind of a surprising uh, rotation piece, I feel like, at the start of the year, and then he's just been killing it on the mound. So what, what's up with this guy's backstory, honestly, and how has he been playing so well for the D-backs this season? Yeah, um, well, I mean, he was uh, he was a, a relatively well-regarded prospect before the Diamondbacks acquired him. They really liked him. Um, you know, they they liked a couple things about him, and it's you know things that you still see. It's it's a it's a aggressive fastball. It's a guy that uses his fastball aggressively, I should say, and it was a pretty good slider. Um, you know, there were some questions as he was coming up. Is it a, is it a starter? Is it a reliever? But right when they got him, he had that, that first season with the Diamondbacks in the organization, he went to double a and dominated. He was our minor league pitcher of the year. 2019 was a lot different. He went to Reno and, and got shelled. Uh, he was, he was really bad. He wasn't in the best physical condition or, or at least the ideal physical condition for pitching. He, he talked about how he bulked up and put it on, put on weight and, realized he needed to lose it right away. And by then it just, his season just kind of never got on track. Um, he figured it out in 2020, a little bit, made his debut, looked pretty good out of the bullpen for spurts, um, but certainly wasn't like a, a dominant force or anything, but he had, he had flashes, I would say. Um, and then this spring, he was really good An opportunity arose and he, and he really grabbed it. I, I, I think it really just comes down to how aggressively he pitches off of his fastball. Um, it, it just feels like uh, it feels like he's one of those guys where when other when opponents are expecting a fastball, when there's a count, when it when it usually means a fastball is coming, he can still throw that pitch and throw it by guys or beat them with it. Um, and that's a special thing. Um, you know, it's not necessarily that he's that he has, you know, he doesn't have 99 in his back pocket, but he has 93, 94 with with, you know, ride with with you know, up in the zone movement. Um, you know, it, it's a question to me of, uh, you know, once teams see him more often, um, you know, how, how effective is he going to be? I think next week starts going to be interesting because he's going to face the Padres for the second mm. time. And that was the team that he started against in his first start of the season, dominated them. You know, is it, is a little bit of familiarity going to, to kind of, you know, you know, turn the, the, the tide a little bit, so to speak. It, that's that's always a test for pitchers. But he's looked great. I don't want to take anything away from. Him. I, I just feel like it, he's still so early in his career. We kind of have to wait and see to to know exactly what he is. Nick and I will wrap up the D backs conversation, but first I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Let's wrap up the pod. That's where I'm kind of uh, at with him right now. I mean, I, for this season, at least I view him as the number two starter, at least for this rotation currently, the way uh, it's put together right behind Zach Allen. But for the future, I mean, what, what kind of upside do you think this has? Of course, we got to see how the rest of the season plays out, but do the D backs plan to keep him around as a real building block for the future? Or are they just going to kind of use this as a test season to see if he really has the stuff of a, potential number three, number four starter for the D-backs. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the kind of upside that he, that he has is, is kind of a mid-rotation type of guy. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, there's, there's just so many unknowns at this point in a, in a, in a starting pitcher's career. It's, can he maintain this stuff over a six-month season? Can he main, maintain this stuff every five days over a six-month season? Can he stay healthy for a full year? Can he stay healthy for multiple years? Um, can he continue to develop his slider, his changeup? Uh, you know, it's it's just a lot of unknowns, um, and I, I'm sh- I'm sure they're really excited by what they've seen so far. But you know, we just have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, and from that game today, we also saw the bullpen, of course, just struggle mightily. It seemed like everyone who came in gave up home runs, except for the guy who got the win, Caleb Smith, all of a sudden is the best weapon out of the D-backs bullpen, which is not something I would have expected uh, to start the season. I I thought he was easily the worst pitcher in the rotation. Now, all of a sudden, he's a pretty solid bullpen weapon, honestly, for this D-backs team, but this bullpen, uh, it's been struggling recently, especially in the ninth inning. The the D-backs really are struggling with that closer spot. Do you think once Joaquin Soria and Tyler Clipper come back, our late inning struggles will just clean up? Or is it time to unleash a guy like J.B. Berskakis? I don't know. Um, I think that I, I was a little surprised to look this morning. Um, their bullpen numbers 
compared to the rest of the league are pretty good. Um, yeah. They're in the upper third, I think, uh, in the majors in in ERA. Um, they haven't they haven't been that bad. Uh, I don't know though that I that I trust very many players, very many pitchers down there. I I don't know that I would say I trust Yohan Lopez. Um, <laughs> no. Ginkle, I feel okay about. Crichton, I don't know. I mean, Crichton pitches um, fearlessly, um, but he doesn't have very good stuff. He doesn't have like a like an out pitch, um, which is a, a crazy thing for a guy that's pitching the eighth and ninth inning for a team, uh, you know, regularly. It's just not normal that that a guy doesn't have some sort of a go to swing miss pitch. He just doesn't have that. Um, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, though. Uh, I, I think that Soria will obviously help if he's if, you know, if he can come back and, and be the guy that he was before. He's also at an age where, you know, injuries start to pop up. You never really know what you're going to get. Clippard is is a far bigger wild card because it's a shoulder injury. And he's, you know, he's, he's his age. What is he? 36. Um, That's, uh, that's scary. Um, He, I mean, you hate to say it, but I mean, a a shoulder capsule is a serious thing. We, we may not see him as his, you know, as the guy that they thought they were getting, we may never see that guy again. It's, it's possible. Um, Yeah. Bukaskis is really interesting. It's worth keeping in mind. This is a guy that, I mean, go look at his double a numbers in 2019 um, according to what everybody said about the way he pitched at the alternate site last year, it wasn't a whole lot better. Uh, he has amazing stuff. Like, let's, let's be honest. Like the slider is nasty. I don't even know that he's threw any changeups or if he's thrown a changeup yet in the big leagues, but his changeup is a really good pitch. He's got a 93 to 96 mile an hour fastball. He has really good stuff, but he has struggled in the past throwing it for strikes consistently. So, uh, let's let's not make too much or put too much pressure on a guy who had a good spring training i mean a great spring training and has mm-hmm. had two good outings so far in the big leagues it's just that it's not much so we're gonna have to wait and see if if this is like a permanent adjustment if this is you know what he is now if he's you know quote unquote figured it out um if he has then there's no reason why this guy couldn't be a, a big piece for them in the late innings um all season yeah, and the biggest reason I poached the question is because of something you just said. There's really not anyone I trust outside of that bullpen, honestly. When whoever comes into the game, I don't have a lot of faith in. Like you said, maybe a Kevin Ginkle is the most trustworthy guy right now, but that's about it. I, I was riding with Yoan Lopez, but recently his outings haven't looked too well, yeah, good. Yeah, Lopez has given up home runs and back-to-back outings. I think I think Ginkle gave up a home run to Joey Votto today. So, I mean, it's yeah. not like he's been totally lights out either, but he has been a lot better, and he has looked a little bit more like the guy that he was late in the 2019 season when he came up and, and pitched effectively. So there's some reason to be uh, cautiously optimistic with Ginkle, I would say, for sure. Yeah, and he's probably the guy who I think has the most upside if we're not talking about the young pitchers like a J.B. Briskakis because Ginkle's still a young guy himself. I want to see Taylor Clark get back into it. He, he's been struggling mightily in his last few outings. I think he's given up like an earned run in like five or six straight outings, something crazy like that. So he's a guy that definitely needs to get back to it. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to Nick Percaro of AZ Central Sports for hopping on today. We'll have more of that conversation on tomorrow's podcast. And as always, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!